What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Down a break. This is the fourth episode. We're still going strong. I'm here with Dean again. What's up, everybody? Good to be here. No stash. No stash. What happened? Stash is gone. Um, my patients at the hospital, I think, would have been concerned. Yeah. For all those um, following us on Instagram, a couple, couple of you guys were jarred from that facial hair including me but um shout out to the ig page it's my first venture into the instagram world i've been trying to avoid it for like what 10 years now but we're in it we're in it deep so follow us comment like subscribe whatever they whatever they say um what's our tag down or break pod down or break pod baby okay um, I mean, it is a Monday, but it's Wimbledon Monday. So we're pretty fired up. There was a lot of action today. I think a little bit of rain, but, um, it's raining in Philadelphia too. I was supposed to play, but that didn't happen. Yeah. What are you three weeks without playing? It's going on three weeks. Yes. But hopefully Wednesday. Yeah. That takes a toll emotionally. I know how it feels. I know. I went and hit some serves the other day. It was felt better than not. Doing alone you just brought a bucket no i didn't get a bucket i went to upen those courts they have 12 beautiful courts they left all the buckets outside i just went on took a bucket hit i don't know maybe like 100 serves and went home what are you clocking in at like 115 120 i would say 135 right right um let's get into the action today i mean first we follow up on serena and the draw she got I'm not phased. I still say first round loss. There's a lot riding on this. Um, I have a lot of money at stake here. Yeah, hundreds, thousands. Didn't you say college tuitions? Hundreds of thousands, actually. I mean, you got if if anybody saw, they gave her, I think, the 113th ranked woman in the world first round. Hashtag rigged. Yeah, it's it's just obviously it's a money it's a money maker. People want to see her win. Um, I just don't believe that it's legit, but I don't think it gets any easier after that. Like if you look at her draw, she's got a tough match second or third round. Uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I but... didn't look because I don't believe in her making it. Second right. Round. Yeah. That's, that's what you're supposed to say there. Um, our girl, Emma. Everybody's crazy. You don't type in Wimbledon into Google and all the stories are. Emma Raducanu wins first round 6-4, 6-4 in 101 minutes. Yeah. I mean, nobody cares how many minutes it took. Like, it's a first round pick. Please relax, London. Like, it, it's not that big of a deal. She's going to lose second round, probably. <laughs> probably. Well, there's that whole episode last year, and that's kind of what got her big, right? Like, she was playing I mean, really well. and then open. No, but at Wimbledon, she was... Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she, she started playing well. Wimbledon, right. But. And then she like had that breathing issue and had to pull out. Remember that? Um, that was recently with McEnroe commenting and then not willing to take it back. I don't recall that part. Well, McEnroe was the one saying like, oh, she can't handle the pressure. Oh, and right. Criticism. And he was saying like, well, is- I stand by it. She couldn't take the pressure. This is class. It's Johnny. Johnny Mac, right? Johnny Mac. Pat yeah, yeah. never say something like that. Johnny really doesn't hold back. And I mostly like him for that. But sometimes he gets annoying. Yeah, I get it. I get it. 
um, American Danielle Collins. Isn't she like top six in the world? Goes down first round. I'm not surprised. She's so up and down and then her complete inability to smile ever in her she, life. She has a serious case of RBF. Um, it's, it's tough to see. She just seems like a a nasty person. I mean, she might not be. But I could be completely vibes. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, Ego's gonna win. I, I mean, I, I was looking online. I mean, on that tiny section that ESPN has on tennis, and like one of the questions was, "Is Ego gonna win?" And almost everyone said yes, but she's very inexperienced on the grass. Um. And obviously, Serena is going to beat her. So, <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. What would be a good outcome for you oh, at the tournament? Yes, you know the answer to that. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. No, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take the field. I will take the field over Iga. I wonder what the betting line is on that. Not that I'm a was, betting man. It was positive. It's not like the men were, you know, it's better to take Novak. And well, it's better take the field than Novak, odds wise. Right. Um, anyway, so let's move on to the men. Very interesting match today between Alcaraz and Struff. I did not think that Alcaraz would pull it off. Somehow he did. I mean, Struff is just, he's been grinding. He's 32. He's kind of a journeyman. He's never really made it to like a quarter of a slam, but like his game fits the grass really well. He was Plus, I like well. the Diadora. Yeah, he's rocking Diadora. Um, he was up two sets to one. And then Alcaraz just kind of stepped his game up. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good for the tournament to see Alcaraz winning. I yeah. Think that is good for everybody. What's he wearing on his arm? I mean, all those bandages, like, that's got to be restrictive at least. Alcaraz? Yeah. Are they like sweatbands or like sleeves? I don't know. It's almost, it almost looks like he has a cut that he's trying to cover up. I don't know. Something weird. But hopefully nothing bad. You can take him off in like the next few rounds. <laughs> I mean, the guy just finds ways to win. Like, Well, he just rips through pressure. Yeah, it's exactly what it is, which is obviously very hard to do. But they make it look so easy. Um, what do you think about the haircuts? I mean... I think Hercotch was a kind of a name people were looking at as someone who could make a run. Like he made the semis last year. He took out Fed. Right? He did take out Fed last year. Yeah. Like I and I kind of see Davidovich Fakina as a clay court guy, but he um I don't know. I mean he I, Davido, Davidovich uh, Fakina really, really made it. You know, I think he's having a great year. He is with the man bun. With the man bun, yeah. I mean, he, he's uh, also wearing Diadora, actually. Really? Yeah, he's a Diadora guy. Honestly, underrated brand. Very underrated brand. Actually, kind of big in Israel. I grew up playing tennis in Israel. And Diadora was kind of big, I think, because they sponsored Duty Sella. Remember, mm-hmm. remember Duty Sella? Shout out to Duty Sella, everybody. Shout out to Duty Sella. I wonder what he's up to these days. I think he has some kind of club in Israel. I don't know. But, yeah, shout out to Diadora. Maybe we can bring some more. We need yeah, some may- more whites at Longwood. Diadora maybe, whites? Maybe Diadora could sponsor this podcast. 
Diodora, did you hear that? We could use some. Yeah, I'll um I'll uh at you guys on Twitter, tell you to give it a listen. Um we will we will rock our Diodora Whites in Philly at Longwood, maybe to work. I'll wear a Diodora Po to work. Diodora? Do I own any Diodora? Yeah. Do you? As of now, I think I have zero. I have one pair of shoes. White shoes, black white shoes? shoes for white shoes for Longwood. I'm currently into um, Sergio Tashini and uh, Le Coq Sportif are my two brands, tennis brands. I'm still a Mizuno guy, and obviously, shout out to Vocal for sponsoring <laughs> me. Mizuno, stick to baseball, Mizuno. Okay, we got to get back to the task at hand. Wimbledon on the men's side. What else do we want to cover? I mean, it's still day one. There's a lot. I'd like to take to hear your take over some of the greatest champions at Wimbledon that you can think of off the top of your head. (sighs) Wimbledon, so many great memories. Give me three guys. I mean, obviously, Fed, he's got like a billion titles, seven or eight. Uh, Pete, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Dean, but I still remember watching Pete when I was really young. I watched very little Pete, very little. Yeah, but I, mean, I watch my, later on. I was watching like you know replays and stuff like that, but very little live. Yeah, he was. Um, he, I mean, he's won. I think five or six at least. Actually, no, he's he seven, seven, seven for seven, seven for seven, which makes him better than Jordan if you think about it. <laughs> um, Fed Sampras. I mean, you have. Unfortunately, we have to put Novak there. How would you um, rank them? I'm obviously putting Fed number one. I know he's taken some brutal L's. Like that match against Novak, three, was that 2019? Yeah. Probably like with match points, probably the one of the most heartbreaking sports moments in my entire life. And that includes like Pat's Super Bowl losses. Stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. But just the way that it just felt like one of his last chances. And like we, I mean, I hate Novak, but. Yeah, I mean, I would say for the men, Federer, Novak, and Sampras are probably the easy top three. I think that, so Federer is eight for 12 in finals. Yeah. Novak is six for seven, only loss being to Murray. And then Sampras seven for seven. Even though Novak has the least, I still think Novak is number one for me at Wimbledon. Because. And I know it's a hot take, but I'll explain. I think that... Uh, I'll explain. Okay, yep. Novak is three and one against Federer yeah. on the grass. Okay, what about, what, what about... What's his record three, against Sampras? Three and oh... Well, obviously, they never <laughs> play. Novak is three and oh against Federer in finals at Wimbledon. We know that the one final, you know, could have gone either way. Should have gone towards Federer. I would have been happy if it went to Fed. Yeah. But just... Novak's level at Wimbledon sometimes was just hard to believe that he's playing so well. And I think the people he had to beat were better than some of the wins that Federer had. I mean, there was a while, but Federer's biggest challenge on the grass was Rafa. And I think Novak having to beat both Federer, Murray, and Rafa kind of puts him at the top of my list, personally. If you take Novak at his absolute prime on, at Wimbledon and you take Federer at his absolute prime at Wimbledon, I you know, think out of 10 times, Novak will win seven 
Uh, I, I don't buy it. I mean, I'm trying to think back to maybe I'm getting caught up in like the beauty and, and graciousness of Federer on the grass and just it's better easy to it's better to watch than Novak's whatever you want to call his type of game, which is also very nice to watch. But um, like who is he was beating like Mark Philippoussis in those early Wimbledon matches. That's what I'm saying. Like, but he had some grinds against Roddick. Like I, that one I final when Roddick was like, Pete, I tried. That was an incredible match. That was a great match. Like I obviously, I, I mean, Novak has more opportunities to win in the next probably five years. So there's a chance he gets closer to Federer's total and Federer is still claiming he's going to come back and play, but I don't know. Kind of sucks for all of them because Martina Navratilova has the most. <laughs> yes. Martina, She's... our girl Martina with nine out of 12. And she... for those interested, Serena has seven out of 11. So Martina over Serena is what we're saying. Yeah, I think that, that's an easy one. But then Martina could be over. That. Martina's over Novak and Fed in terms of wins. And semifinals is Federer. But people also forget Martina has won like 20 doubles titles. Oh, I forgot. I didn't know that. Yeah, she, she's won like a ton of doubles titles, including mixed. She was just, she was always playing. People sleep on her. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we're excited for Wimbledon. Um, I'm thinking, you know, in the next couple of weeks, maybe getting some Instagram stories going. I don't know if people will be into that, but just if anything crazy happens just to keep you guys updated, I think that could be fun. I don't know if it's going to be a selfie. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I don't know how this shit works. Dean, uh, maybe I'll just post a funny picture of Dean. Uh, I like that funny picture of me. We, there's there's a lot of them online circulating somehow. Yeah. Um, I want to also give a big shout out this week to our fans. They showed up big time in the fan mail department. Um, for those who are still looking to get involved, hit us up on Gmail or Twitter or Instagram. But um, what's our Gmail? It's downerbreakpod at gmail.com. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, hit us up. Um, but our first note comes in from friend Sam Eddy from Cambridge, uh, from Lexington, Mass. Um, he brought up an interesting point about athletes in general. Um, I'll just read it out loud. He said, we have athletes that are great at their sport, but absolutely cannot play anything else. Think McGregor's first pitch. We have athletes that have skills outside their profession. Think Rafa picking up tennis balls with his feet and how that might be even better than some of the soccer players out there. So he's wondering if there are guys on tour or girls on tour, we think that could excel in other sports or if there's people that we think of that would be horrendous at everything else and they could only play tennis. Um, I think it's a great question because you, you hear, hear a lot about like athletes growing up playing one sport versus playing three sports. Like Dean, when you grew up, you were not just playing tennis. No, I mean, tennis was probably my best sport, but I played a lot of pickup soccer. I did a good amount of windsurfing. I actually was a skateboard rat for a little bit. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was hanging out at the skate park 
like smoking um, cigs, smoking cigs. I was never smoking cigarettes, but somebody, someone did burn the, uh, we had like this wooden half pipe. Somebody burnt it. That was it for my career, my career. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you watch, um, you know, in football, for example, think about how many wide receivers were, were elite track and field athletes, right. stuff like that. So I think, you know, at, at, uh, at Longwood, we see Tuka Rask coming in playing tennis every year. It's true. You got a lot of picks with him, huh? Yeah, I got a lot of picks with him for like several years of getting an annual picture with Tuka. Tuka is, the, uh, is a great goalie for in the NHL. Okay. Some people hate him, but we'll talk about that another episode. Yeah, we'll talk about this some. But I, I, I definitely think so. The question, you know, Nadal is an obvious choice for multi sports. He was, you know, he had to as a kid essentially choose between soccer and tennis. He had another uncle that was a great soccer player and was really trying to push him towards that. But then Tony was pushing towards tennis, and he ended up choosing choosing tennis. I, yeah. I can think of someone like Monfi also being elite at kind of whatever he would want to do. I mean, he could be an elite uh, track and field. Athlete. His athleticism is this. off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I know Federer. Federer has, has been vocal about this. And I think he said, he, I've seen a bunch of interviews where he said he, he was playing a bunch of different sports growing up, including soccer, maybe even swimming, but um, that it really helps him as a tennis player. I'd like to believe that most of the guys in the top hundred call it 80% like did grow up playing something else or could show some kind of capabilities in you know, something like soccer, basketball. Um, Sinner was growing up. Sinner was playing tennis twice a week for a while. Yeah. Because he didn't want to give up soccer in you know the summer and the spring and he was doing so much ski racing in the winter that you know he was just doing everything he wasn't compromising anything and he's top 10 now and still very young you know it's crazy he was an elite skier i mean you don't really hear that combination too much besides you (laughs) i don't think i'm as good as him at racing but maybe maybe in the freestyle arena i mean a couple of guys that come to mind that would probably be horrendous off the court Medvedev, yeah, I cannot imagine I mean, him doing anything. Yeah, I, I think he's pretty good at FIFA. Yeah, he's a big FIFA guy. That's right. No, but he's just like he doesn't look. I mean, he's so unorthodox. That doesn't mean he's not athletic, but it doesn't look like he would throw a ball. No, I don't think he could. I mean, he probably could, but I can't imagine it. I don't want to see it. Um, what about Dr. Evo? I mean, he's like 45 now, but Evo, Evo Kolarovich? Kolarovich? I mean, you could maybe be good at basketball, but I can't see anything else really. Yeah. Volleyball? <laughs> Give him, put him on the volleyball court. I want him on my beach volleyball team. Along with Paula Badosa. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I, I can see him being good at volleyball too. All right, let's move on to our next question. Yeah. Um, shout out to Dan Pacheco coming in from uh, Nebraska hometown. Um, he wants to know first who normally wins when Dean and Daniel play tennis. Did Dean play in college? Uh, we could probably go on about this one for several hours, but Dean um, 
did not play in college. He went to BU, but um, I think he's just too studious. It was tough. It was tough. I was I had too many eggs and too many different too many baskets, and it didn't work out. Um, but between you and me, Daniel, well, well, how do you answer that question? I would say we've played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sets. Yes. And it feels to me like it, it varies in the season, right? Like I kind of think of it as, you know, the fall season, the spring season, the winter season. And I kind of collectively, I'm like, I can end those seasons thinking, oh, you know, I probably beat Dean more than I lost in this season. Or I lost to Dean more than I won in this season. And I would say, not that we've tracked it, but it's pretty damn even. I could not tell you who won more. There's I couldn't no, tell I, you. I, couldn't. I, mean, I, could I can tell you that surface-wise, I would yeah. say our matchups also vary, but still, like I would say my worst surface is the grass. I probably have an edge on the grass. I agree. On, in, then, on indoor hard, you have an edge. I would agree with that. But then on clay or outdoor hard, it could go literally either way. It's a toss up. Depending gonna, on what we ate for breakfast or how many beers the night before. Yeah. I'm still going to give myself the edge. So, uh, next question from Dan, very tennis related. Can you give me your top five horror movies all time? I'm not a huge horror guy. So, Dean, I'm going to give this one to you. Um, well, give me one at least, Daniel. Um, I saw a, a ridiculously scary movie recently. It was called Men. I don't know if people are into like disturbing films. This is not my top five, but shout out to A24 Studios. If you're into just terrifying, disturbing, but very well done films, check out Men. Um, but I'm going to put Shining, The Shining on my... As my one, I don't even see it as a. I don't even see it as a horror movie. I feel like it's kind of like. I mean, it's it's a remake of a book, so. It's not a remake. It's just a. Well, I I personally I read the book before I saw the movie, and I was like disappointed at the movie. Oh, you did? Okay. Shout out to Stephen King. Um, but I think movies. You know, something comes to mind is Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger, my my man. Uh, Saw. Which which saw? There's like four of them. There's like seventeen of them. <laughs> I like Cube. Have you have you ever seen them film? Never heard of it. Never. Is it new? No, it's old. It's essentially these people trapped in this cube, and they have to get from room to room. But the rooms have different rules, and you know, eventually they all die. Not to spoil it. <laughs> okay. Um, is it an Israeli film? No, no, very, very famous film. I recently was a, I did an escape room that was cube themed. It was sick. Oh, okay. Shout out to escape room. I'm trying to do that. And then I guess the last one is this movie that I watched in seventh grade. And I couldn't sleep for like a month after. Drag Me to Hell. It's about this, you know, old gypsy woman who casts a spell on this lady and she just haunts her for three days. And I, I'm, I swear, when I would wake up middle of the night, I would like be convinced that she's right next to me. I, I did not sleep well after watching that movie. Look, seventh grade is a hard time to watch hard time. horror movies. Um, but thank you, Pacheco, for that one. It gave us a laugh. Um, 
obviously he's also asking about merch merch is coming out soon within the next two to 24 months so be on the lookout for that um keep the fan mail coming in we're excited about it we're excited about wimbledon obviously um i don't know about you but i'm definitely streaming it on the monitors at work putting it kind of in the corner and if anybody wants to talk shit whatever i'm gonna watch um that's what we got for now again shout out to our ig page we've gotten a pretty good amount of support on that still waiting on dean to put in some work there add your friends i started my residency give me a little bit of a break fine fine you're on day nine of work eight in a row no sleep well no i've been sleeping in between days but i've been no days off that's not an easy life Fine, I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it. We're getting through it together with all of our Down of Break community. Everyone here is supporting you. I appreciate that. All right, guys, that's enough for this week. We will see you probably next week, halfway through Wimbledon, see where we're at. Um, and hopefully Novak has lost by then. Doubtful, but hopefully. Peace. Cheers. Say I'm always me and no one else, y'all.